PFT Media. To a new bonus episode of Cinema Crespediso Epic Crossover Event with my boy, not Chet Hanks, but it is Elliot Hillis from the Offcuts podcast in Orlando Meets, and we talking about them slow jams and them slow tunes. I wish I drank heavily or at all so I had a better excuse for how bad of a person I am. But I decided that now was a good time to kick in Crespo's door again, threaten him with a knife yet again. And uh, make him talk about music. I noticed it was a bigger knife this time. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't want to. You always want to do better than you did before. Sure, escalation. Yeah, I get it. Does that have to be so serrated, though? I mean, ugh. I mean, it's intimidating looking. Is what I'm saying. As per the uh, the Geneva Convention, mm-hmm. it's a more it's a more um, I hesitate to use visceral knife yes. because that's such a punny. I mean, it's what it is though. It's a, you came in yeah. here with a Rambo three knife. Yeah, wounds that won't heal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, turn, yeah. twist. What was it in a uh, face-off? You, you oh, you stab it in and you twist. And twist. So the wound doesn't close. How come nobody fucking appreciates face-off? I know it's not going to make anything. We should talk about face-off. I could talk about face-off for days. I mean, I probably will talk about face-off for, for a long time when I do it on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash So, But that's in the future. Right. We need to talk about music. Yeah. Face-off does have some fun music cues. Yeah. That's John Boo, baby. Joy to the world when he grabs that teenager's <laughs> yeah, ass. Exactly. Do you think he he definitely copped a feel on her, right? For real? Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, like yeah. he's a method actor. He's like, Listen, this is gonna be <laughs> this is the way we have to do it. I'm trying to work on my Nick Cage. Nick Cage is a little harder to do. I can't do Nicholas Cage. Uh he definitely has a I'm a uh, cat. I'm a sexy cat. <laughs> I can't I I would He has a breathy <laughs> I think I have too much respect for him to even try. Oh man, he's so much fun. Yeah, he definitely copped a feel there. You and saw it, Willie's Wonderland, right? I have not seen that. What one. the fuck? Well, I think it's, it's a just, silent performance. But is it like where is it available? Is it a twenty dollars rental at the moment? I fucking watched it in the theaters. Oh, is it? I didn't. It's not. It's, it's not, not in the theaters it's now. It's not the Regal. Yeah, no. This was months ago. Months ago, my theater. My theater is Regal. I was waiting for Regal to open. I ain't going to AMC. You look like a poor person. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'll go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll see it because I love uh, Cage. Man. If you fucking if you respect Jerry Lewis, it's a clear nod to his work to the bellhop to Jerry Lewis. Yeah, the, the the hey ladies, the bellhop. It's a completely silent, silent performance. I have not seen the bellhop. What? Yes, Jerry Lewis. Well, have you ever? Seen, okay, it, no one's ever seen it, but you know about the day the clown cried. Yeah, I do know about that. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, didn't I, they make a version of it recently with Jeff Goldblum? I 
I no, I didn't know about this. I think that yes, really. I think they actually did make it with Jeff Goldblum recently, and everyone agreed to not talk about it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not to look this up. Look, look it up for everybody at home. I don't know if this is gonna make it for everybody at home. <laughs> the day the clown cried is a movie about a clown at uh, a death camp yeah. during Nazi Germany, played by Jerry Lewis. Yeah, he wrote it and directed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he led the children to the gas chamber well i think they built up to that mm-hmm. and then the final scene is him walking into the chamber with the kids and it closes and he's all sad and then it's uh war is bad guys yeah and and genocide also i mean I, and then he locked it in a vault in his own vault like no one can see this. well they did the same thing with super hornio brothers nintendo bought the rights that i don't know okay so super hornio brothers mm-hmm. is a ron jeremy led super mario brothers knockoff right after the movie this, this makes out. sense. Okay, yeah. I can see it. <laughs> and Nintendo bought the rights to it and made sure it never got released so it wouldn't tarnish their brand. They were fine with just like, yeah, well, supposed to, Nintendo's going to give us so much money, we'll just give it to them. I mean, them what, did to, they, what did they give them? Like $10 million probably? Yeah, they probably, in the 80s? they probably gave them way more than they would ever get just releasing it on their own. Yeah, nine, what, 92? It was after the movie, it'd be 92, 93. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's so much money for Nintendo. Holy cow, that's so funny. During the SNES launch who knows what their uh what their finances were like at that time man this hundred year old uh trading card company that's when snes was out there was like at the peak of their it was before gamecube was like failure 90, 92 93 dream uh, yeah was GameCube. gamecube a failure financially speaking yeah. i did not know that yeah it did not too well i mean it, tony honk was my jam i mean n64 eclipsed pretty much everything i think n64 brought me and my friends together for uh literal like wrestling tournaments on mm-hmm. like uh, wrestlemania 2000 wcw versus nwo we we meet head styles so many but they were like jocks nerds it was a real big mix right. of dudes for me get, it was get together we actually have the brackets and play each other goldeneye and fucking you want to hear a weird mm-hmm. one goldeneye too yeah to rock the dinosaur one yeah. with like the laser yeah. gun thing uh-huh. that's an that was a popular game i didn't get into it but that was still popular i rented that from time. fucking uh blockbuster on multiple occasions and but would you play it with friends tournament style uh no that you could do that with golden Gold yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 for sure that shit was legendary yeah you get to memorize all the levels when was the last time you played it last time i played it. the last time i played golden yeah 20, in any form 20 years ago right i can't even i can barely remember I mean, in my memory, it's amazing. But I mean, I'm sure the last played it now. the last game I played uh, was like for sure Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine because even like the obsolescence of that platform on the Genesis, yeah, like it's still uh, for me one of the most complete and satisfying games ever. Th- this was the it's last... just a Doctor Doctor Mario ripoff. This is the last game you played. Mm-hmm. When is this? Early two thousands? No, I mean the last time I played it was like. I don't. I don't play games. So. Hey, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, yeah I want to no, know. When was last time? When was last time? What? Like, Ten I'm tra- years ago. Well, okay. Twelve right, years that's ago. Not, that's not too long ago. Last last game I grew up a gamer, but the last game I played was the Mad Max game that came out uh, right around the time Fury Road came out, and it was mm-hmm. essentially a prequel to that game. Okay. And uh, it wasn't that good. A hundred percent of that shit because I just wanted to be in the world of Mad Max. I was so so into it. Was it oh, Sandbox? Yes, it's a big-ass sandbox, and uh, the map grows progressively as you play it, and you're just rolling around uh, the wasteland in your car, building it up, and uh, different gangs have different outposts, and you're just uh, taking out all the different outposts. All the gangs on the roads, when they see them like, coming down in the caravan, you so either got to, like... GTA 3, Mad Max? Yes. I yes. mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but like I can remember playing... Uh, I remember when GTA 3 came out, like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. Yes. Like, those games... 
they're revolutionary and those are about the upper limit of how complicated i wanted my controls to be sure so like watching a lot of like people play uh, like unreal tournament mm-hmm. i didn't have the dexterity to get there mm-hmm. like running and strafing and firing and aiming and all this shit together it's yeah. like I got a little into that with the Halo series, but right. it's been a long time. It's like I'm trying Halo to relax. Three. I play TFC <laughs> on the computer, yeah. right? But like that's because you have a mouse, and it's easier to figure out. That's apparently motion. shooters are way yeah. better with the mouse, and I guess it's just quicker hand uh, coordination. Well, you have more like, movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, so slow music, slower jams, slow what, jams. What, what, what do you think of a softer side of music? What do you? I think what, you what have comes to pick. To mind? I think you have to pick when you say when I say slow jams. When I say that, I'm really referring to more approachable music of every genre. Okay. Because I mean, as we discussed in the last podcast and the last iteration of me holding you up, <laughs> um, <laughs> the music that we tend to listen to is chaotic. It's very esoteric. It's a lot of. Uh, I want to say it's unreachable for a lot of people. Sure. That you just play and you're like, no. It's very specific. No. <laughs> people may lock into the vocals and be like, not for me. Not even bother to listen to anything or even the chaos of, of what they're hearing is too much. It's like the brain's not processing it in a yeah. way. It's I was waxing room. about it the other day about, you know, how many different genres. I was actually talking to Amy Drew. Nice. And she's like, you know, there's like, I was like, there's like, you know, easily a thousand different subgenres of metal at yeah, this point. Sure. Right? And everybody, even some bands are their own subgenre. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, some of them just sound like car accidents. Like, those are the ones I love. <laughs> I yeah. want it to sound like a... <laughs> like a band in a van. They're playing and then yeah. they get into an accident. And then you yeah. record the sound from the accident. I mean, you listen to old like black good. metal. It sounds like it's recorded in a bathroom. Yeah, sure. And sometimes it was. Or like Napalm Death. Like yeah. They purposefully made everything sound as fuzzy. There was like one take. Let's go. <laughs> All right, put it out. Release it. This is the shit. You have to listen yeah. to it. I mean, so when you're talking about the opposite side of that, when you're talking about pop music, when you're talking about approachable music, and we touched on this, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and yeah. sync, all those things designed from a psychological perspective in order to make you listen to it and make you be earworms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Um, the uh, butterworms. We were talking about the um, the benefits of, of pop music and, oh, ju- yeah. and just giving yourself over to the stuff that's designed to... There's some stuff that comes out now, though, that I'm just like, I don't know how this became pop because it's it's so terrible. It's not going to be for everyone also getting older. Okay, so let's discuss this really quickly because I have uh, my father and I have a hypothesis Mm -hmm. um, that's essentially uh, parallel to a computer. As you grow up, you're a computer. Mm, Okay. Right. I'm Johnny Mnemonic. (laughs) Lawnmower man. Come on, Ralphie. What's in my head, Ralphie? As you grow up, you're filling your head or filling your hard drive with shit. Yes. Right? Yes. And there's, um, let's say that there's a uh, partition in your brain for operating system. So like walking, talking, whatever. There's multiple partitions. One of which is art appreciation. Okay. Right? Okay. Just let's go along with the thought. Okay. And it seems to me, and this is all anecdotal and my dad discussing this with me and like thinking about it. The average person stops appreciating "Quote unquote new music mm-hmm. around 27." Interesting, right? Okay. From, this is all anecdotal data, but this is just what I've looked at. Okay. Um, and I try to do some math in my head. Okay. So, um, and my dad's 63, and he still appreciates new music, and and he's an incredibly intelligent human being. So the posit is, and and I still appreciate new music. Sure. Not not as not as frequently, but that's probably a function you, of what's coming out. You don't close yourself off. To no. It. Um. So. Like, uh, Spotify was like, you found, you know, 300 new bands this year that nice. you, like, listen to, whatever. I mean, 
300 I'm not going to have in my constant rotation, but there's new... That you're at least stuff. checking out and listening to. I love that Spotify yeah. wrap-up. Oh, no, it's so good. Year. Yeah. Everybody gloating. Yeah, it's like, look, I love Daft Punk. Everyone's like, me too. Like, all right, we're Daft Punk buddies. Yay. Um, so... Punk. The um so anyways the more intelligent you are the more and possibly the more creative you are mm-hmm. the more likely are you are to have a larger partition dedicated just to music or just to art appreciation sure yeah um and so I'm 35 now and like Spotify said you know like I I look into these you know 300 plus bands mm-hmm. of those 300 plus bands let's say 20 enter my current rotation sure and span genres. Like, I still pull out Willie Nelson's uh, soundtrack to Honeysuckle Rose, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, listening to um, some newer things like uh, the Earl Greyhound, like we told, like I told you about last time. You know, yeah. the, I found those bands within the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that I don't want to uh denig- denigrate is denigrate the right word i don't want to knock anybody yeah, for for having closed off their perceptions they might not be capable it may of, just be hardwired into them to be like i listened to pearl jam when i was growing up i listen to pearl jam now mm-hmm. as i lay concrete this is my life this, <laughs> is that a little reductive it might be a little reductive yeah i mean and i also like pearl jam yeah i love pearl jam i mean but did you like um yield <laughs> Yield is the fourth album. Yeah, mm, it's want to do the evolution on it. They caught a lot of shit for it. I like. I really liked it. Uh, do the evolution actually? That was a great. It's video. a good song. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Amazingly. Um, I do stick with the first three albums, and I don't not like the other stuff. Like I even listen to Binaural a little bit and right. things like that. But I'm for sure like give me that ten. Give me that Vitology. Yeah, the classic. Yeah, yeah. Give me that. Uh, the the, the verses. <laughs> my friend. Had a, the the first printing of the Versus album that yeah. wasn't entitled Versus that was a self titled album. Like I remember him having the disc. It didn't it n- really it did not say Versus anywhere on it. Uh, the initial printing of the album was self titled, and then they got this Eponymous. big dispute. Yes, for it, all you nerds, thank out you there. very much. The titular album, and it was uh, they got into a dispute or something with mm-hmm. I, I guess their record label, and they release it as re release it as Versus. They uh, love uh, conflict. Absolutely, Eddie Vedder's. They're just... like fuck you. Ticketmaster, when they got a Grammy, they're like, fuck you, Grammys. They're all about, uh, and then making so much money along the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, you hope that you do what you love and people pay you for it. Absolutely. And but then you get lucky sometimes. Did you ever listen to Mad Season, Mike McCready's side band with no. Lane Staley? No. They have one album. Uh, when you search for Mad Season, you usually get a Matchbox, 20, Matchbox 20's album, Mad Season, which is annoying. But there's an album. It's Lane Staley mm-hmm. from Alice in Chains yeah. fame, right? Uh, Mike McCready, Pearl Jam. Uh, I, the guy, my memory dump happened. Um, the dude who played bass for Screaming Trees. I don't even know who that is. That's a that's a 90s, a really good low-key 90s uh, grunge band from that, that era. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, or maybe he was a drummer from Screaming Trees, and then the bassist was just a studio bassist. That was just a friend gotcha. of theirs. And man, it's like some awesome, sort of grungy, sort of Alice in Chainsy. A lot of slower songs on there. Definitely mm-hmm. uh, a good '90s rock album. I can recommend for people looking for some softer '90s rock, hmm. but still with a little bit, a little bit of that going on. Yeah, he does that. Um, I remember my friend's dad describing Alice in Chains back in the day as uh, <laughs> it sounds like 
um, when he listens to a Walkman and the batteries are dying. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it does. It sounds like everything's just slowed down slightly and, and the batteries are. So um, as an ex-heroin addict, um, <laughs> you would meet a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them were blonde and older and they would swear up and down that they shot dope with Lane Staley <laughs> or probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, he gets around or whatever, but I mean, like, yeah, there's half a dozen rock stars that died of heroin overdoses mm-hmm. that like all the girls for that. They probably that time be like, period. yeah, they probably be like 45 now. Yeah. And they're yeah, like, maybe 50. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I shot dope with this person. I actually met a so woman. Um, I bought pills off a woman. <laughs> she's older. She was like in her fifties back then. She mm-hmm. was my parents age. Um, I bought pills off this woman who swears that love in an elevator is about her <laughs> blowing uh, uh, Steve Tyler. Steve Tyler, yeah. That's fucking hysterical. It was me, I swear. Oh, I, my God. I did it. He wrote a song about me. Yeah. I wonder how many women think that song's about that. He's probably just got blown in an elevator pretty much yeah, constantly. Yeah, it probably has like 150 women out there fighting over the title. Like, no, it was me that uh, made it This happen. is the time. I mean, bringing up Aerosmith, like, Toys in the Attic and Get a Grip, like, those albums are... Quite good. What toys? They're catchy. In the, toys in the attic was was that earlier? Yeah. The, uh, early get a grip 80s, later, and then get a grip was later. When, when that was when Jessica or uh, what's her name? Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone mm-hmm. was was in the video. So I was about eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact year that album came out. Get a grip, and then they put out the best hits, um, biggins, big ones. Yeah, with the utter on the. Yeah, one yeah. of them had an utter. With the get a grip, the utter. With the utter. Okay, yeah. I knew that. I knew Big one ones of them is the, the Aerosmith wings and all this other stuff. And then after that, they put out uh, the Wild Side is the one that had um, Living on the Edge, the album after that. Was it? Yeah. Because uh, I had the album with Living on the Edge, but then also I picked up uh, Alapalooza, bringing up Weird Al again. Yeah. Because he had Living in a Fridge, which even had a music video and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think I may have listened to that version of the song more than the, the Aerosmith version. Man, that song was so popular when it's it came out well it's incredibly well written and it's, it's and well produced like yeah. it sounds amazing both both al's version and uh aerosmith's version mm-hmm. are so what they're so good and so clean and nice and like from from a audio aesthetic yes you know what i mean um and that there's nothing there left to chance mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's very clean it's a driving beat yeah it's got a nice melodic tone to it it's got the hook yeah it's got that it's got a very it's got a very dream sound. on uh same kind of yeah, like that's true, melodic yeah. uh bring a, a roundabout to it fucking aerosmith uh you ever listen to on the weekends early because i know you're up early you ever mm-hmm. listen to on uh the radio no. the replay no not <laughs> no, at all no radio on the weekends in the morning on saturday Days they replay um, old uh, top 40s, Casey Kasem. Oh, that sounds awesome. It is awesome. I actually recommend checking it out because they're doing like early 80s stuff and mm-hmm. they're dropping amazing gems uh, of factoids between songs. For example, uh, before they introduced Aerosmith's uh, version of the what is it, uh, Come Together, okay, they had this great build up where they described how the before they introduced who the band was and everything, they described their thought process of even recording it and why it's all like that. He's like just making up nonsense lyrics. So it was for Yellow Submarine, the movie, Mm -hmm. and they were approached like, hey, do you want to record a version of this song for the movie? And they're like, well, if we do, we get to work with uh, the Beatles producer, George Martin, which is uh, like dream come true for us Aerosmith heads. But 
that means we're also doing a Beatles song, which it's no way it's going to be as good as the original. People are going to shit on it. They're going to hate us, et cetera, et cetera. So their compromise was to sort of... Uh, make it their own. Yeah, make it their own and also take the piss out of themselves and the song a bit with the old uh, the mumble mouth lyrics. Right. I think I like their version better. Okay. It's so, so good. So let's fucking, this is a natural progression here. Let's talk about the Beatles. Let's talk about the Beatles. All right. So We're talking about the Beatles. Most I'm going to use my British accent now. All right. All right, here we go. Most people mm-hmm. will say, if, if pressed. Yes. You ask him how many albums. I'm going to do Australian. It's easier for me. <laughs> you ask him how many albums the mm-hmm. Beatles have. Sure. They'll say three, four. Three, four, maybe maybe four tops. Right. Right. They got, got the White Album. Abbey Road. They got Rubber Soul. They got the one with the walking across the street. Abbey Road. I already said that one. So right. three albums. Tops. Right. Right. Revolver. I forgot about Revolver. Right. Yellow, but there's, Yellow Submarine. And then you have Meet the Beatles. Is that, that that's their first did the, album? Did the Beatles do Meet the Beatles? Meet the Beatles. I didn't know that. Which was then ripped off by the residents called Meet the Residents. And oh, tisk tisk residents, tisk tisk. Listen here, there's not a single corner of the musical world that wasn't touched by the residents. They did an entire uh, James Brown cover album. Did, did they really? Know? Yeah, their cover of This Is a Man's World is fucking amazing. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested now. It's pretty weird. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, I think it's actually one of the last songs that Snakefinger ever recorded with them. But we're getting back into esoteric bullshit. So, so the the Beatles recorded five albums. No, uh, there's like twelve. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, yeah, mate! There's more. You're than, taking the piss. There's more than ten studio albums that the Beatles did. That is, they were ridiculously. We, uh, we also didn't prolific. mention um, Lonely Hearts Club Band. No, the, yeah, that is one of their more popular ones. Yeah. And then it, Hard they, Day's they, Night. And it all they, you have to they, keep thinking about it. And they change too, which is the thing. Oh yeah, they, they, they've covered so many different. Almost invented a few genres along the way, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about just subgenres. They even rock. let Ringo sing a few, to, to quote <laughs> Bill Hicks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I mean, yeah, uh, Yellow Submarine and uh, Octopus's Garden. It's, it's that, are those two albums? No, those are, I'm those not are that, things that I'm Ringo not did. I'm not verse in Beatles. Oh, those are what he did? Those yeah. are his babies? In an octopus's garden <laughs> in the shade. Oh, boy. Um, All right, Ringo. He's like, I'm going to do a tank show for children. (laughs) (laughs) So did Carl. Uh, Actually, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So weird. I mean... I guess they were doing like a counterculture. I have an elbow in the ribs for their parents. Yeah. Like, look who's doing the kids show. So when you talk about the Beatles, most people are familiar with a few things, and most people will point to certain things that appeal to them. Sure. And that's one of the great things about the Beatles is that you can go, okay, I'm a Beatles fan, and these two albums... You know what I mean? It's almost a Rorschach test of yeah. music. What do you like musically? The Beatles might cover it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Beatles will will put a Venn diagram across whatever you listen to. Sure. Um, their more esoteric works are interesting um, from a composition standpoint, and I find them less listenable. They're not enjoyable as enjoyable to listen to. It's I mean, whatever. it's the same as do you want to listen to Miles Davis' Birth of Cool or do you want to listen to Bitches Brew? Yeah. It's cool to be like, dude, I sit there and listen to Bitches Brew all the time. But do yeah. you really do? <laughs> it's like 20 minutes of... Do you, going, you know, going into the uh, incredibly esoteric uh, stuff, do you ever listen to Clipping? That I don't know. David Diggs Experimental Hip Hop Group. Uh, I maybe I it did is, stumble across it on Spotify once or twice. It's I, fucking rough. Yeah. it's amazing. Like if you want to, as a as an old uh, music theory student, mm-hmm. if you want to listen to it and go, okay, uh, I get what they're doing. It's almost like Death Grips. If you want to, which I to did, it, which I don't like. 
you don't have to like part. it, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you have to like. I get it. Appreciate, yeah, sure. How complex and I, insane. I get it. Any any kind that of mean like I enjoy it. Yeah. Oh no, that's a, and that's the distinction that has to be made when you get into the more esoteric stuff, and that's what going back to the Beatles. That's what the Beatles will bring to you mm-hmm. in a composition. Um, uh, Marley and um, and me. No, no, no. Marley and Bob Marley, the Whalers. The fucking song. M- Molly and Molly Jones, Bonnie <laughs> Jones. Oh, uh, Obladi Oblada. That's the song. Obladi Oblada. Okay, so that's uh, Paul McCartney with his uh, What would he do? Doobie dee bow. Yeah. Look at me now, Wibby boo. That's that, a, that was just Dana Carvey, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. So that song, right, mm-hmm. is is incredibly layered, both in mythology and composition. Okay, it's a reference to uh, one of their friends who actually played a ton of reggae mm-hmm. um, when they say bruh and all this stuff um, that was a nod to, to a guy like literally writing a song and being like hey you know this this one guy that's a, that's interesting <laughs> uh, I mean but it'd be nice to be able to do that what album is that one on I want to say it's on Abbey Road but I, I would be I'm sure I'm off it's Revolver yeah. Abbey Road White Album so it's after they uh, they grow to hell and yeah. they get started experimenting with drugs they pull what's the do you know who there? gave them their first joint uh, Joe Pesci Bob Dylan alright good for Bob Dylan yeah contributing something to the world <laughs> <laughs> I mean awesome. how do you feel about that like about he, him introducing the Beatles to no, marijuana no 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 Bob Dylan let's just look at this free point <laughs> I mean, drugs or whatever. Bob Dylan's okay. He's another one where it's like, sure, What at, at the time, you know what helped me put into perspective uh, inside Lewin Davis and then reading The Mayor of McDougal Street, which the movie mm-hmm. is li- very lightly based on. Right. Uh, it was this guy, Dave Von Ronk or whatever. And, you know, put it into context, folk music and essentially what indie music was at the time and uh and then the way it caps off of bob dylan at the end and how he was like the culmination of a movement and all that's okay i get it it doesn't mean i necessarily like it but it's cool i'm always astounded at how hard it must have been to be a folk singer or an alternative artist back in the day yeah no one wanted because it was so hard no because it was so hard to get your music out there because you have to have a deal somebody has to press physical copies Mm -hmm. think about soundcloud rappers today right you can you know tiktok you can just put your youtube any it's so easy for artists to just put their music out there and someone's gonna like it and discover it little back, to no effort yeah back then what you had to stand on a corner with your band and like play to a busy intersection yeah. to get that many yeah. ears to hear your shit hope the guy from virgin records fucking hears that's you. true so then the point even in that movie inside lewin davis is uh jt uh timberlake's character records that please mr kennedy song that dumb pop ballad about uh being afraid to get launched in outer space and then that's the hit song that everyone loves while fucking lewin davis is like uh, this is a great song playing in clubs no one gives a shit polite applause at yeah. the end and they say like, i'm just gonna go be a goddamn go back to the merchant marines oh i mean i this i have the same fear as a as a i don't know I hesitate to call myself an artist as a craftsman mm-hmm. yeah that, sure you know i work my whole life obsessing specifically about fermentation and noodles yeah and i get and the, i guarantee that if i ever make it big it's gonna be something you know it's gonna be for another burger dumb hokey, <laughs> and whatever i'm just just working those burgers baby the guy yeah. fury come knocking right back man yeah i'll give him well, I mean, we actually, just actually he's all on board already. As of the recording of this uh, episode, we just recorded another yes. Food Network thing. Nice, nice. And um, they wanted to see the same fried lasagna sandwich that the last 
place. Oh, oh really? And it's like, okay, we'll do it, I guess. I mean, okay. if, that's what, if that's what they want. It's a, okay. Is that why you had it ready to go for the, mm-hmm. the picture on yeah. a limited time? Yeah. <laughs> we made a bunch of extra. We're going to keep it on for a while. It's incredibly popular. Um, well, I mean, even the, just the novelty of it. I, who did I tell that to? My mom, I think. I was like, you see that fried lasagna sandwich they have? And she's like, I saw that. <laughs> I mean, everybody correctly um, assumes that we just do a lot of drugs. But like, <laughs> but the just because they're inspired doesn't mean you're on drugs. Uh, but still. And but I am. Yeah. So uh, it could be a correct assumption though. But the that's the thing is that we put that on as like uh sort of pair of masturbatory, just like, isn't this funny that we can do this sure. thing or yeah. whatever? And it took off. Yeah. And it's like, man, I I don't we only wanted to do like a few days of it. It's just a, like it's, whatever. It's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and it, the joke's on us. And like, like, damn it, now we have to make, people expect us to make it's it? It's so labor intensive. It takes like three days. So, but the same well, thing goes. What do you price that sandwich at? It's like 14 bucks. It's not hard. It just takes, okay. like, you have to press it. Yeah, sure. It just, it's time consuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the same thing goes with music back, especially back in the day, is it's so hard. You make all of this, you make this giant canon of music. Yeah. And maybe, uh, what, three of three of your albums become, because people used to write in album format. Now people release single songs constantly. Yeah, yeah no one does albums anymore. <sighs> That's, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Well, Tool still does it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at once every 20 years now, I guess. Yeah. Come on, guys. Next album will be when they're all 75. I'm into it. I am the internet. I'm going to make fun of them every time I get a chance. I mean, I love them. Yeah. I love them. Uh, yes, it makes it so much easier to get your music out there, but that also like sort of devalues music because yeah. because now going back to listening to new stuff on Spotify, I did want to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. How do you discover new music? What I do is I like to first off, Spotify gives pretty well Discover cur- Weekly, yeah, a pretty good Discover Weekly and a release radar that usually I can find a couple songs off each list every week, Monday so- and Fridays. Um, the Discover Weekly thing, uh, just the algorithm finally just started to catch on after five years. Or oh, whatever, really? It's finally fine too for you. Finally, kind no, it's finally hitting like forty percent. That's it, forty percent. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. it's real bad because you have to think about like the breadth of what I listen to. Sure. So it's, it's so all over. So the it place. has so much to pull from. Yeah. It's okay. like well. Okay, you were listening to this uh, Khalees out of this Khalees song, mm. and then you're listening to uh, Sleep, and then you're listening to uh, Willie Nelson, and then you're listening to Roger Miller. Oh, so you like country because they got the two countries in a row, yeah. And then it just gives me a whole list. That happens to me uh, where like I put on a uh, like a sleep list at night. Like I need some white noise. I mean, this is some nature sounds and thunder songs. And then right. the next week in my release radar, it's like maybe you would like two hours of thunder. <laughs> I'm like, I mean. Not, I can not, find that if I want. Yeah, like not now. I can listen to it later. <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, they can get fucked up sometimes. But I, I think it's pretty good. I also you ever use the uh, song radio function? Yeah, I love that. Uh, that's a fun way to like key on trying a specific sound. And Spotify is pretty good at lumping together a good list of but there's uh, like of stuff that sounds like that. It's sort of reductive. Because it, like it can be yes for, absolutely. So if you put on and this I know for sure because I've done this. Mm-hmm. If you put on System of a Down radio, okay. You put on uh, Tool radio. Mm-hmm. Put on Primus radio. Okay. You put on Rage Against the Machine radio. Okay. Those are the same radio. I mean, the, the, all those, those are, are four same. rock bands from the same era, though. To be fair, they're all the same. I that did radio is all the same. To keep back to the last episode, mm-hmm. bonus episode we did, I did do. Uh, I looked up Mudvayne's Dig. Yeah. And then I did a start radio on that to see what popped did up you get on it. Good. 
there was a hand. I was like, oh, we got Meshuggah in here. We got, uh, what else? There was like a handful of songs. I was like, yeah, this is actually some good stuff. But it was a lot of like Limp Bizkit. And uh, yeah. it reminded me that Cold Chamber existed and stuff Ooh. like that. Yeah. Their whole two albums? Yeah. Loco. Uh, I remember that song. Who produced that? It was someone else. Oh, Power Man 5000 popped up on that list. Speaking of. Worlds Collide. Yeah, baby. Co- Never forget that that is Rob Zombies. Zombies. Rob Zombies' brother right. Spider. Spider Zombie. <laughs> Oh, we knew at the time. Robert Cummings is fucking Rob Zombie. So I don't know what Spider's real first name is, but Spider Cummings. His, Ew. his parents are fucked up. <laughs> I mean, maybe like, and maybe there's a long time between they were born and Rob was already fucking weird. Maybe it was, yeah. And they're like, you should name him Spider, Mom. It'll be, it'll be cool. I love Rob. Zombie. Like you're a weird, you're a weird guy, Rob. I'm gonna read you Halloween. I'm Whatever, gonna, and I'm also gonna buy one of those uh, Walmart cowboy hats that bends down really. You know the you know the yeah. hats that the girls wear. Mm-hmm. The uh, oh, so they come they come with the freckles on your tits. <laughs> back back to soft slow jam music. Yes. I, I wanted to bring up an album that I, I don't know if you're familiar with. Songs about Jane by Maroon Five. Their first album. I am not familiar with that particular album. It is one of the great, one of the most complete albums from that genre, and they've never been able to touch it since. Or have they tried to? I don't know. Is it the I album? Don't. When did they blow it's their first up? Album. Did, 2000... that, did that album blow them up, or was it yeah, a subsequent 2003 album? 2003 or 2004. Or is it is it the type of thing where? Like they have, they put out some music, and then they slightly change your sound. Got popular. No, and this kept was going from this there. was. They were they were popular from Jump. Yeah, this is the. Um, I did not know. It's got the album like, or it's got the. I'm sorry, I got to catch in my throat. No problem. I, <coughs> I, I'm just saying I don't have the great uh, knowledge of history of Maroon Five. You don't need it. You just need this one album. Oh, okay. They never released an album that was even close to it. But they had that one, the uh, moves, moves like Jagger song. That's Terrible. A, that's a, good, that's a fun <laughs> I song. I hate that, that song. That was a fun song. I, okay, unpopular opinion. I fucking hate Uptown Funk. I hate that oh, song. The, the song. And anything yeah. that's like that. It's, anything that's. It's a specific. And man, are, are they even doing songs like that anymore? That was a very specific it's sound. Square dancing for a wider. Uh, it's funk for wider people. No, it's, it's not even funk. I, it is. It's the reason I call it square dancing is because it's meant to be this group think. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we're at a party. You know, <laughs> yeah. Black Eyed Peas did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The Mazel Tov, like that song. Yeah, like, oh, we're good at modern. Huh? Yeah, like that's such a. You know how I think of that music, that kind of song. Yeah. Uh, and it brings me kind of a perverse joy to hear it because it makes me think of like being in a location like a cruise ship poolside right. where they have music playing and those are the type of songs that they would pump out where they want you to like quote feel good or like right. having a good time and you can't control the music like oh this shit is playing but when I hear that when I'm like at work or something I feel like I'm on a cruise ship you know what I mean it's a weird <laughs> I have a totally different response all of those songs reminding remind me of being like really fucked up at a house party okay and yeah. that and those kinds of like sort of it is a popular similar, yeah, anthemic yeah. songs coming on uh-huh, uh-huh. and and just being like get me uh, out of here <laughs> like i need to find something else to do like what am i doing with my life it's never the it's never the rock bottom for me when uh you know like being a heroin addict or whatever it's like when i'm in situations where reality intrudes upon a perfectly good high yeah sure you know what i mean you're a literal buzz kill you know i gotta fucking listen to black eyed peas right now it's like, like, man who put on fergie the, who put on the imagine dragons Look, 
Say what you want about Imagine Dragons. I will say what I want. Incredibly overproduced and incredibly (laughs) overrated, but there's like something. They took that AWOL Nation did sail. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Imagine Dragons, 21 Pilots, like all the same dudes, all the same thing. That same, like, Uh, anthemic, like fake anthemic. I hate that shit. It's so funny, though. It's Fallout Boy. It's a shit that plays. um, Remember me? Yeah. For centuries. It's stuff that plays in, in. Leading in and out of commercials yeah. at NFL games. It, but and, here's the fucked up thing. I still have a biological response to it. I get the... the uh, in, in With good speakers and stuff, yeah. I still get goosebumps. Mm-hmm. I still like get my the hackles on the back of my neck. Be- still kind because of it's so like almost scientifically it's built perfect. in a way. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah sure. I know to hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... And, and everybody's talked shit about you. I mean, you've brought it up several times like going in and out of commercials. But a band that I think deserves respect despite having several songs on the on mm-hmm. the commercial list fun F- fun they are, but they had that it was all off that one release all those, yeah. right that's mm-hmm. inc- that's incredible that's yeah. incredible that they were so able to uh yeah they have that and there was that one song that i feel like it was in God carry Damn. on yeah it's in like apple commercials and shit and it's always showing like a crowd of people and stuff and everyone's yeah. super into it whatever they're selling they, yeah, they sold that hard. Good for them making however much money. Didn't Fun have a period at the end of that? Yeah, because there's a band in Scandinavia that's called Fun with no period. Just change your name. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's like the Screen Actors Guild where like somebody already has like a couple credits, so you have to change. You Michael have to put a, Michael J. Fox now. Yeah, because yeah, there's some unknown guy named Michael Fox who already registered that uh, very simple name. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Um, no, so I I feel like those bands. Don't get the credit. Fun actually did put out a few good albums, and there's a band that they were before. They were called Fun. Mm-hmm. It's a different. God, they have an album called Dog Problems. Uh, I'm. It's fucked up that I can't remember. But anyways, um, the they're they're really well written music in the same less sad, more poppy than um, fuck. Uh, someday you will be loved. Crooked Teeth. What the fuck is the name of this band? Arcade Fire. No, god damn it. Uh, Panic in the Disco. No, fuck a real band, not a shitty one. <laughs> Yo, Panic at... Uh, oh, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. They're sad music. <laughs> oh, sad music. Dashboard Confessional. No. Uh, uh, Fuck. A uh, 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 Fallout Boy. Those I, two songs, uh, Crooked Teeth and, and uh, Plants, is the name of the, the album that those two songs come off of. What the fuck is the name of the... Uh, uh, Death Cab. Death Cab for QT. Yeah. Got it, finally. I definitely never listened to Death Cab. Dude, there's a they have a few good songs. A yeah. few well written songs. Most bands will have a few good songs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean I that's fair. They're they're as long as you're open to the to so, the, you know, your mind's open, you'll find dipping some stuff. dipping into rap again. I hate Lil Wayne. Uh <laughs> hate him. Hate him a lot. But, but, but he's a, what's if a, I may, what's a, there's two good, good things that he ever did. Mm-hmm. Uh he did the chorus for um Martians versus Goblins, the game, and uh, Tyler the Creator's piece. Okay, and he also had a verse in the "I'm So Hood" remix that is the best rap he's ever done. <laughs> Fucking, and it's like, how come he doesn't do that more often? Yeah, he's he's never done anything close. Like he has one line in there that's, like, "I've been shitting on you boys. I need an Alka Seltzer sandwich." Ugh. Like it's just like, <laughs> oh my god, this is perfect. And everybody will point to every. I, I'll bring this up, and everybody will point to like, oh, he's got this line. He's like, nothing is as perfect. As that, yeah. the the tone fits his voice perfectly. Mm-hmm. He's so clean. It, it, it like they they drop his voice like a little uh, chopped and screwed drop in there at a certain mm-hmm, point. Like mm-hmm. listen to the "I'm So Hood" remix is one of the greatest songs of that era but, for that uh, but, genre. But outside of that, 
fuck Lil Wayne. Oh yeah, fuck Lil Wayne. Okay. I mean, okay. you, strangely enough, he's an incredibly intelligent person. Sure. I've heard him talk. Yeah. And I heard, you know, to be able to write the way he writes. Yeah, I, mean, you I just don't just... like his work. That's fine. You know what I mean? That's gonna happen. And and that's a weird thing that I think that we all come to hopefully as we mature mm-hmm. is to realize. And I, Patton Oswalt talks about uh, Creed. You know, or or I'm trying to open. Yeah, like. These guys are just doing what they're selling out. At least they didn't kill anybody. Like, who cares? Yeah, like, sure, whatever. That's fair. Yeah. Um, the, I, I was a teenage stoner asshole. Yeah. Oh, Weedus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I mean, that, that's a great song. Wonder. It's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got that on at least one playlist. Oh, yeah. But, um, so, but as a teenage fucking stoner, whatever, and during that, came up during the era of like boy bands, Christina Aguilera, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Mm hmm. I was programmed by the by the bands so, that so I listen to. Like that stuff. Hate that shit, yeah, right? Sure. And as I matured and understood music more, you're like, wow, like this is cool. And that naturally bleeds you back through the annals of pop history mm-hmm. to the point where I, I as a thirty five year old fucking metalhead, I'm listening to the Archie's sugar sugar. Sugar it is it defines bubblegum pop. Yeah. And then and then that naturally leads those studio musicians naturally lead you back to what you really believe in you've got cab calloway and louis belson from sure. the big band era yeah like uh you know those those guys were pop for the time yeah but if you look about it if you look at it now if you brought up cab calloway mm-hmm. or or louis armstrong and stuff outside of fucking i see trees of blue yeah people wouldn't would even know or how to yeah. classify them oh isn't that just like old music or old whatever? music old people music yeah do you do you get that and this is again changing subjects Change do you it. get that where people of uh let's say they're like 25 20 to 25 right now 2025. So we talking uh, uh, Generation Z. Sure. We're talking them Zoomers. Why not? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they'll you'll bring up something that existed before both of you were born. Yeah. Right. An old movie, whatever. And they're like, "That's so old." It's like I also wasn't born. Yeah, I hate. that. I have seen this. I hate when people are like, "Oh, that's before my time." Like, me oh, too. Do you know who the first president of the U.S. was? Yeah. George Washington. That was before your time. You know that. It's called history. Just no stuff. Just no stuff. Do you? Th- but this goes back to my original posit of the um, of the. Uh, music appreciation or art appreciation mm-hmm, partition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how much do you think that their brains now have a self-preservation unit because you know you can't uh parse all this out and you can't uh, there's too much information you go okay uh i'm just gonna like what i like and follow this tiny little train whereas us growing up we we had the hunt that was uh risk or um risk reward so to speak that's all that's interesting. Think about I mean, yeah, all the effort we'd, we'd you had have to, to go do through. more work to find music, even new music, to research music, to just to, just to keep it to music. I don't even want to talk yeah. about movies and all other stuff. Now it's that shit is just being thrown at you, and if you want to learn about it, it's all at the oh Wikipedia and names, 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 albums. All of a sudden, there's too much stuff to to intake. How can you truly appreciate everything that came before with when every day there's new stuff being added? Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that because yeah, we're I mean, so you're uh, just 4 years younger than me, but were you, did you have to go to the library going up? I mean, I had to go to the library. You mean have to go to the library? That, that was I had, I had to go to the library because I didn't have no internet. I had a, I had oh. a shitty like Encyclopedia Britannica that, so, that didn't have all the info I needed. My dad works for Lockheed. Um, so he was an early adopter of sure. technology in the household. My, my dad worked at uh, IT at AT and T, so we also had like computers yeah. and Prodigy in the mid '90s and stuff. But it still right. wasn't sufficient. Oh no, it was, but there was less on the internet. 
That's what I'm saying. I yeah. remember when AOL was like the framework for yes. what you, and you didn't, there was nothing outside of it, essentially. <laughs> it was like chat rooms yeah. and, uh, and pervs trying to hook up with children. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucked up. Um, but so I remember, I can remember going to uh, record stores. Yes. Um, going to the library and, and borrowing books and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I did that much research in the library. Um, Man, for I, any reason, because really? by the time I was old enough to be writing research papers, the internet was flushed. Even in, yeah, I'm thinking like middle school, even into high school, I would still have to go to the library, like find the goddamn encyclopedia, like go to D, look up the thing. Yeah. I had to do all that shit. That was just Fuck a couple that. years before you, man. <laughs> There's something fun about it. Even in college, I, I did that as well, right. though, uh, because I had a legal, I did legal studies, and a lot of that was just teaching you how to research. Course law. Course It, it was just Ugh. go to the library and look up all this find shit. Find this one precedent. Build an argument. So it was just like, okay, even using the computer to look stuff up, I didn't have to go to the actual books to to, yeah. to pull the cases and read them and shit. I'm sure it's still tedious as fuck. But there's still something. I guess it's the bibliography part of it that I like. The, the bibliophile part, right. like just the tactile. Let me look through. Books I have. And things. I have an appreciation for the tactile enjoyment of books that I do not have for albums, CDs, tapes, any I, of that. I think that went away when records got reduced to CDs because records. I grew up with records though. But 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 no, we grew up at a time though when the music that was coming out was being sold to us on CDs. First free cassettes. Right. We were both CDs and now we've all transitioned to MP3s and now cloud streaming shit. Right. Growing up before us, people had Albums like whole. I mean, how big? How big is that? That's a eleven by eleven. Those albums. I mean, I had to whip shit. out my big ten inch. <laughs> Bring Back to Aerosmith. Yeah, uh, I mean that shit's artwork though. It's good enough to hang. I wouldn't hang. I take CD covers and chop them up and make it part well, of. Well, do the you remember the original CD boxes were huge, so you wouldn't steal them. Where it was that why yeah. is that why they, they made long, them so big? Yeah, yeah, I remember the long boxes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that shit was annoying. It was it was simply anti theft. Yeah, fucking stupid. I, not a lot of people. It was it was very very short lived. But yeah, that's why I do uh, vaguely remember those long boxes. <laughs> yeah, that used to be art, and now that that's gone away. And in a similar way, now that you don't go to a, a video store mm-hmm. to rent movies, or you're walking down the aisles and you see all the cover art and you see the posters, now it's just a. Uh, the goddamn picture on on a streaming service. Uh-huh. Half the time, they just pick a picture, a still from the movie, yeah. and slap the title on it. And say, "Watch this, you piece well, of I, shit." I made dinner for uh, my girlfriend last night, and like she came home or whatever. What you make her? Uh, it was dumplings and uh, ramen waffles. Man, lucky, lucky lady. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I made dinner for her, and and we had talked about like watching Moana and stuff. But then I didn't even realize like, oh, we don't have Disney Plus, so whatever. And then. So, for real quick, so that I zombie through everything, just like uh, oh, what looking for it? Oh, not looking streaming. For, yeah, not I know what you for, mean. Yeah, not yeah, looking yeah. for Moana, just looking for anything to watch as the food's getting cold, as this is happening. Yes, and it's just like fuck. If I had a collection, like if I still had my D, I used to have two thousand discs in my DVD collection. Yeah, right. And and a similar thing when I used to have music. Mm-hmm. I just they, over time, I'm just like fucking. Yeah, I, I I literally at one point just had to throw everything away. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing anything with these things. I remember trying to pawn my DVD collection just because I didn't need it anymore. Sure. And I was like, whatever, see what I can get. But at what point, though? How recently? Within the uh, last 10 years? No, this was a long time ago. Yeah, was, 15, uh, 20 years ago, you could still pawn DVDs. Yeah, it was like 15 years ago. Yeah, you so. could still pawn DVDs. And uh, they were taking a dollar a disc. Yeah. And uh, they wanted like maybe, maybe 30 or 40 of them. And they're like, the rest of this is unmarketable. 
whatever because they had to be yeah. huge hits sure, had to be sure, something sure. in demand yeah. and i had shit like Dumbland. i had every single x files uh, you know what i mean like just yeah, like they're, all not gonna, those, they're not gonna do nothing nobody gives a that. fuck yeah sure um but so anyways back to the 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 tactile nature of uh of, of the art of, of the yeah yeah the piece you, of art like i remember i can remember laying on my stomach on the floor of my bedroom uh, antichrist superstar yeah the looking at the liner notes yeah reading along with the lyrics mm-hmm. all that stuff like uh, Memorizing the names of the band members and yeah. stuff I used to do. Looking at the pictures yeah. Yeah. and whatever. And then, like, you remember, like, Hit Parader magazine, yeah, Bizarre. Re- Revolver. Yeah. I, since I played guitar, I would get Guitar World right. and Guitar. I think there's one called Guitar Player uh, as that well. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, man, I love those magazines. And what was there was one more? What was the one that I read about Slipknot for the first time? And was that Revolver? I think you mentioned it last yeah, time. Yeah, I think so. I mentioned it last time. Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up again. I think it was Revolver. I think those are the magazines. Those are yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, and but uh, back to the, the slow jams thing. What is there for that? Is like, what, Tiger Beat? Is there still Tiger Beat? Not even. There's nothing for that. I mean, yeah, where, where can you find out about that? You got it now, especially now. Yeah. It's all. It's all word of mouth and online and stuff. And just shoved down your throat. And there's so much of it. Okay. This just reminded me because you two made their album a permanent staple on all Apple products that one time, and people hated that for some reason too. Like, I, I'd you be know, pissed. I'm, but, I'm not an Apple user, but I mean, but you too though. It's like think about how much it cost them to produce that album. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're a super. I'm professional sure they band. signed a cherry ass deal though. Yeah, but I'm saying that album costs like probably a million, two million, who knows how much to make to actually make it mm-hmm. and then they could have profited even more off it and they're just like everyone enjoy the album for free and, I guarantee- and people were like boom I guarantee you Apple <laughs> dropped cash on that yeah, yeah. sure they paid for it but then so someone was losing money on it and because they thought it'd be, hey this will be cool everyone will enjoy a free U2 album they way over uh, estimated the popularity of U2 in, at that in, time in, in the 20, 15 years 15 when was that 2014 no that was before that yeah. was it even before that I think was that 10, 2010 ago? Time goes way too fast, yeah. man. I oh, can't... it's still 2005 for me, really. <laughs> it just feels like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just out of time, high school. Time has stood still. No, it keeps going. Whenever it's anybody's like, forward. oh, yeah, like, in, in 2003 or whatever, and that feels like, oh, that's like five Oh, years yeah, ago. that just happened. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or when I think of movies from, like, 20 years ago, like, oh, yeah, I just saw that when it came out in theaters last week. <laughs> oh, no, this movie's 20 years old. You're old. <laughs> You're I, old oh, as I'm, shit. I'm old. Okay, that's how it works. I, I Now I realize how that works. Well, I mean... The trying to, and going back to trying to talk to kids about music again these days, like there's so much embroiled in like when we were kids, right? Mm-hmm. Judas Priest and bands like that, they got in trouble for having quote unquote satanic messages in their thing. Whatever, Marilyn Manson got yeah. caught for the the Columbine thing mm-hmm. or got caught up in the Columbine thing, even though had nothing to do with it. Right, sure. Um, just the phony baloney hysteria that yeah, usually companies like. But that now stuff. all the the stuff that's embroiled, you like Takashi Six Nine ratting out a bunch of people. Like yeah, but that's even not nowhere as big as that. That was still only within like a certain circle of 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 music fans. Right. That wasn't as ubiquitous as moms picketing goddamn yeah. Marilyn Manson concerts. Oh, Tipper Gore is the one that's yeah. responsible for putting parental advisory uh, stickers on all the shit. And then Walmart being the number one seller of uh, music in America for years, and then refusing to sell albums with parental stickers on them, then made bands like self-censor themselves or put out censored versions of their albums and shit. Capitalism's yeah. a bunch of hogwash. Free market capitalism, in its truest form, is a 
beautiful and scary thing. It's like a tiger. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, oh, that's pretty powerful. And it just clawed my face off. A little scary. Because it has no care for me or yeah. who I am as a person. You can cuddle it for just so long. As long as, as it'll allow you to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then once it wants to turn on you, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're just dead. You're just dead. Unless you used, you become a tiger yourself. I don't know. Now we're getting weirdly philosophically uh, strange. Yeah, I don't know how that's but going. But keep reeling it back to the back to the what we were talking about. Uh, the back t- to slow jams. Hold on. So I got this list of music I wanted to bring up. I wonder if I know any of this. The more the slower stuff to listen to lately, it's like I'll pick a um something typically skewing electronic. Okay. Uh, right. Oh, we can talk a lot of that. And then I'll Do you uh, consider that slow that. stuff? I mean, it depends on the, Cause like, on the literal step, tempo. I'm super into it. No, dubstep, you're never going to get a slower... Are you going to get a slower dubstep? There's ambient dubstep. It's not as fun. Sure, ambient yeah. dub. No, I'm talking more like um, stuff like George Clanton. And this is more recent stuff. George Clanton, Frank Jabsy, uh Essentially like... What about trip-leaning synthwave? Like trip-hop or any of that stuff? Trip-hop. Like Lovage, yeah. Dan the Automator. I do. <clears throat> I got into Dan the Automator via Del the Funky Homo yeah. Sapien. Uh, Del Thirty 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 is yeah. one of my favoriteest albums. Um, but that could also go back to you, uh, your, your theory of you know you get to a certain age and then that's the music you, you stop liking music after that. But right. I still like music after Deltron though. Um, I saw Deltron. I saw Del once at the Social downtown. They, really? They did a hieroglyphics tour. So it was the, hell yeah! It was just a label, and um, there was a two. Uh, two, these two guys, I don't know what we call them, a two piece. These two guys called Little Brother from Georgia, and mm-hmm. and they were one of the openers. I remember they did uh, a cover of Al Green's "Let's Stay Together," mm-hmm. you know, slower jams yeah. type shit. Man, and the the place was sold out. The entire everyone singing "Let's Stay Together," the chorus, like they cut out the they cut the music down, they held the mics out, and everyone singing. It was such a feel good moment right uh, that it like it sits in, in my heart right next to that lump of cholesterol it's like a good memory and and then I also remember uh, the Dell and all his uh, people coming out at like I don't know it was like 12.30 at night it was so late when they finally decided to come out and and, <laughs> and, and Dell did the whole set like just on the front like right of the stage sort of like kneeling down just drinking not really doing anything while the rest of the guys did all the rapping and then they even did uh clint uh Eastwood. yeah that's yeah. the gorilla song they even did that and uh and he was still just like in the corner <laughs> barely doing anything i think i think that guy's fucked up my son my friends i don't think i don't think he's actually gonna do any rapping tonight that's what odb used to do he used to smoke meth on the side of the stage and not really do much and, and then let his friends have yeah. all, have all the fun and you know what it was like great night i had a fantastic time I was also in my early twenties. I could put up with that shit. I mean, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go Al Green, man, like I know it's not and Marvin no, Gaye, obviously uh, that stuff. Uh, Barry Manilow. Barry uh, what, what's going on is one of the greatest albums of all time. On? It's so good. Um, but how do you feel about like the Ohio Players or Average White Band, like those mid seventies funk? Yeah, that's all. That's all fun. The road. You know, again, that's like when I said the like the local radio station here, one oh five nine Sunny FM, just a bullshit radio station. That's like. the all the hits of the 80s 70s 80s and 90s they play a lot of that stuff and it's just i put that station on when i know i want to like just feel good do they have casey's voice still on there on the saturday morning rebroadcast they do when they do the rebroadcast yeah it's casey Casey. Ah. and then on sundays it's someone else who has his own pretty solid radio voice and he's doing a more uh 
like we're going back to 87 and talking yeah, about yeah. some old shit it's a lot of fun uh, but yeah I listen to that stuff because it is uh, uh, f- it's all feel good it's des- like you're saying it's designed to make you feel I good I think that era might have been and maybe this is my naivete but I think 70s specifically I think yeah I, Bee Gees coming in in the late 60s early oh, 70s so good quite possibly one of the earliest uh disco mm-hmm. albums you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. um and, and then looking at it like did they know they, there's no way that they initially knew that they had hit upon an entirely new a new sound yeah disco a new craze. specifically disco yeah right because funk had already existed and sure. like, there's a few other things that are kind of around it's dance music but to be disco like abba gold yeah yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. that album specifically mm-hmm. is fucking crazy it's like when you think of the stereotypical yeah uh man man it's all, all that four stuff. four, yeah. yes, buck sixty. It, yeah, it does have a very specific rhythm to it. You got to move in a Major. specific way to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're not gonna hear any minor chord uh, disco out there. <laughs> Sad disco. <clears throat> Even Kiss had that one disco song. Uh, man, what was that one song? Like girl, dun, 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 dun. it was bad. It was bad, but they they tried. They're like, we're gonna we're gonna do the beat. We're gonna we're gonna Don't chase that popularity dragon. Yo, if if anybody's good at marketing, it's Kiss. Oh no, they, the, Kiss credit they, cards, Chris Coffins. They got that part down. Yeah, they they nailed that part. Uh, another one, bites the dust, is like a disco. Like that's how it's, the song started. It's more it leans more rock, but that's their like. This is our answer to disco at the time. I mean, like Queen had had a place in everyone's. I think they probably still do. Anyone that's that follows that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Queen has a has a place in everybody's heart that they're so entrenched in anthemic uh, composition mm-hmm. that like there's no denying what they are. Every time you hear a Queen song, you're like, oh, well, we're doing this now. Mm-hmm. It's a call to arms. It's like we're oh, like the thing of the Flash Gordon soundtrack yeah. or Princess of the Universe. Bicycle. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, this is like oh, okay, we're we're hitting the battlefields. Yeah, we're, we're doing we're, this. We're storming the castle. I mean, good and- luck storming the castle. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got queen going, so we're doing it. Uh, I mean, the the you know you, bands like that that had such a a, a lasting impact despite their short lived. Um, situation mm-hmm. you know like the doors only lasted a few i fucking hate the doors the doors but, was a short, very short yeah, period of time yeah. but like everything despite what you think about all the people i mean i think jim morrison was the least talented of all the people in the doors probably yeah um but like but he was the most charismatic charismatic for the time but if somebody yeah, sure. was doing that shit nowadays like that's that's amy winehouse right i don't like I'm, I, amy winehouse was like extremely popular <laughs> well i mean okay so i'm saying this wrong um, fuck Amy Winehouse too. I'm not. I'm not a particular fan of hers. Her band was amazing though. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going the same, so same thing with like, the Doors. Yeah, the... she had the that same lilt to her where she's like, I'm always fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, um, uh, what's her name? Me and Bobby McGee. Fucking uh, Janis Joplin. Yes. So yeah, if yeah, you're going yeah. Janis Joplin, like she was throwing it out there, mm-hmm. and for me, Morrison was like a Janis Joplin light, where like there was a lot of. Sp- talk about how he used to like fake fall on stage once that was like their gimmick where he was just uh, fucked up all the time okay yeah and i think that a lot of people lean into that like the dean martin uh yeah. iced tea as whiskey pretending yeah. to be drunk yeah i mean well you you have a certain uh iconic uh behavior yeah and people it's like tracy jordan in 30 rock you know what i mean he like loves his wife he's never cheated on her whatever but he's got to go hang out with strippers because that's part yeah, of what people deal. expect yeah yeah, um, yeah sure so I mean, you know, and I, I think it might have killed a lot of <laughs> killed a lot of people. Yeah, especially because if they feel like, well, they're in a party situation, I not have to live this now, this yeah. lifestyle that I'm doing. 
mentioned it last time. Every time I die, Keith Buckley has a song that's speci- specifically about being the party guy in the band. So going show to show and people are just feeding them shots and uh, they're just fucking him up. And yeah. he's ending up on the floor and all the time. And it's going to kill him if he keeps that shit up. Uh, it happens when you you build a persona. The persona gets popular, but I mean you can't beat that twenty four seven. Andrew WK. Yeah. You, you think he's gonna be doing shots eight in the morning? No, he's like I got a business. Do you meeting, know dude. about that album? The party album. Yeah. Uh, what, do I know about do you it? Know I know the that story it behind it. I did not know. I mean, they okay, got together. So they wrote some songs. They no, recorded so it. They put it, out. it was. Uh, and this is this is what he says. Okay. Um, if you listen to that song, all or you listen to that album, the all party the all the time. Through, album. Yeah, yeah, party hard. Party uh, hard, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the songs are the same chord progression in different, um, in different <laughs> movements. Really? Yeah. And he uh, had a bet with his music theory teacher because he he's actually classically trained. Not a surprise. Yeah, sure. Um, that he could do a whole album of just that, and he fucking did it. And a- ended up being hugely yeah, popular. He's incredibly intelligent. That doesn't mean that that's good. Um, sure. Yeah. Just because you know how to scientifically put something together doesn't mean it's a good thing. It's you yeah. spend all the time thinking that. And you could. You didn't think about whether you should. should. Okay, there we go. I <laughs> Jeff always, Goldblum. I, I always stumble on that. <laughs> well, life finds a way. Life, uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that is hysterical. I did not notice that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a, a real big Andrew WK fan, so I'm not going to be You don't like, need to be. No, it's fine. He seems like a cool guy. That's one of those... Yeah, he seems like a nice dude, I'm sure. That seems like one of those ones, again, going back to uh, not respecting their music, but like genuinely enjoying them as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or, yeah. or even... Uh, or the opposite, not liking, not liking the music, but at least yeah, I, I get it. Like I understand, I understand. This There's whole some thing. stuff though that drives me up a wall, and I don't get it. Like what? Like uh, Lizzo. Lizzo's fine. Lizzo's I fine. Can't, Lizzo's Bru- I can't it, it's, do it. It's, it's it's Bruno Mars for ladies. I don't like Bruno Mars that's either. What, well, that's but I, that's why I'm bringing it up though. Hate it, it. it. It's the same thing. It's just likable. She brings out the flute. No yeah. one else is doing flute shit right That's now. That's fine. But she's, like, she's finding her niche. She's also on the body positivity side. I got no beef with her body positivity. So, so then, that, but I'm That's saying, but then issue. that's like another flag that people are like, oh, I'm all for that. But I don't. And and so I maybe that, they look past music a little bit just for messaging I know that, purposes. That the health bitch got in trouble for saying, you know, we should love Lizzo for oh, what just, she accomplishes, not for being not heavy. Free, yeah. And like, I I I don't have a dog in that fight. Like, I've always been like gently overweight and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like. If she can, if she can sell albums, then good for her. Yeah. But for for me, it doesn't matter either way. I don't like her music. Whatever. Well, then can I suggest Cupcake instead? Is as a person? Cupcake is a person. Cupcake is a lady. Cupcake is almost like the uh, the fun rap, the, not fun, the raunchier rap version of of Lizzo. Uh, Cupcake with two Ks, C U P C A K K E. Highly highly recommend you check out the song Deep Throat. Yo, if you want to hear a badass female rapper, S.A. Rock. I do. S.A. Rock? I don't yeah. know S.A. Rock. S.A. Rock. She's amazing. She's on the same... I don't want to... I'm not besmirching the name of, of Buster Rhymes here. She's she's not as quick. Okay. But she's as raw and raunchy. And actually, they did a song together um, called Maximum Frequency. Okay. And it's... I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it like... It's so good and oh, so shit. solid, and I'll like start. she's really, really awesome. And I, that whole thing with uh, with wet ass pussy, you know, Megan yeah, uh, Stallion mm-hmm. and and, and Cardi B, Cardi B. Okay. So I can I can actually respect Megan the Stallion mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Whatever, it's not my style, but I get it. Sure. She she has like a, a Rough Riders era. What's a little Kim? Yeah, that kind of thing vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But Cardi B for me is like, no, it's a hard no. But but is Cardi B for you, though? I don't care. I don't think it's for you. It doesn't have to be for me for me to appreciate it. Yeah, sure. But also, uh, it's also not for you to like pass any judgment on I'm it. I'm not passing judgment. I just don't like it. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, and that's fine. Not everything's for everyone. Right. You no, know, Cardi B serves, its, er, serves her purpose and her music serves its purpose. Doesn't that philosophically bring up the question, what is the purpose? The purpose is life. Is it to sell albums? Is it life? Is it to... Well, I guess that's a... Because they're certainly espousing... Like, uh, I so guess that's in the... You know the rapper Tom McDonald? No, that's a terrible rap name. That's his real name. I, well, it's a terrible rap name. He should, he, should, he should fix it. I recommend MC Tom MC. Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay, how about Watsky? Watsky's fine. George Watsky? That's all just his, his, Are we adding their first name or he, is it just Watsky? He goes by Watsky. His okay. name is George Watsky. Oh, see, get, really get, get the George out of here. Get it out of here. I think what his is? first album has George in it and then everything after that. Is... He, sh- he should be a little Watsky. Why why is that? Okay, let's Because let's, you start when you're a child and then when you get popular, you can't drop the little little boosy. Yeah, little, little bow wow. Then, then he changes his name to Bow Wow and people are like, We don't fuck with you no more. <laughs> You notice that Bow Wow's gone. Don't give a shit about Bow Wow. We want a little Bow Wow. Is it is it that he dropped a little, or is that he didn't produce any more marketable music? I think it's... Because, like, Cisco didn't change his name, and nobody gives a fuck about that dude anymore. That's true. Maybe he should have been changing it to little Cisco, and the people <laughs> be like, oh, I'll, I'm into you a little bit Prequel? Now. Yeah. <laughs> prequel. No one should... People should start doing prequel careers. Look, here's my career. Now here's a prequel to my career. We'll I mean, they do that afterwards. now. They start releasing albums that they, quote-unquote, wrote before. That's true. Actually, yeah. like here's a demo album that we found in in a drawer from 1998, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, great!" And they listen to it, and they're like this. This is why this you were famous in a back drawer. Then. Yeah, yeah, this sucks. This is the shit. They did the same thing with Anthony Bourdain. They just released a new book for yeah, his brother, right? Yeah. His brother found the manuscript or something and put it out. So or like, or I, is it just unfinished or whatever? I don't. I didn't get into it yet. I'm whatever. That happened to Harper Lee with that To Kill a Mockingbird sequel. Yeah. She never wanted that to come out, and then she started losing her faculties, mm-hmm. and then someone took over as a uh, power of attorney. And they put that shit out, and fucking, it's a shit book. No one likes it. <laughs> well, on the opposite end of that spectrum, Kurt Vonnegut's son, mm-hmm. uh, who's also a writer. Bob Vonnegut? I don't remember his Bill name. Vonnegut. Steve, I think. Steve some Vonnegut. Like Something white. Yeah. Um, started releasing a lot of his unreleased works, because he just had like a ton of shit laying sure, around, like yeah, half, absolutely. half finished, whatever. Yeah. And a lot of it's really, really good. Really? Yeah. It's great. And it probably in a lot of raw form, too, like without editing and going back to maybe putting that stuff out. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, and and I have a soft spot for Vonnegut, just like I have a soft spot for like a lot of bands and stuff. And you know, you can see his the machinations of like his work. Yeah. Right. Whereas, um, with, uh, with Anthony Bourdain, and then a lot of the bands we listen to, the part of their allure is their vitality. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, just total aside, um, I was working with gently famous people recently, and. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, you know, um, and they were like, I said something about Bourdain. I quoted something from uh, one of his books, and they're like, and I was talking about like, you know, rest in peace or whatever. I don't know. I said at least he went out, um, you know, the way he wanted to. And he's like, uh, the guy was like, he didn't go out the way he wanted to. He was jerking off like a hundred percent. Oh, you think it was an autoerotic asphyxiation? That apparently, amongst the uh, the Hollywood types, that's the word on the street. Get the fuck out of here! But I mean, you know. But the official word isn't the official. The official word is just depression, yeah, and suicide, right? But the word on the street is autoerotic. Yeah. David Carradine asphyxiation. I mean, at least he didn't have a Batman mask and lingerie on. Should... You see that picture too, <laughs> right? 
that was a real picture, right? I didn't dream that. I swear I saw that one time online. It, it was yeah. like on the cover of some like uh, Thai version of National Ge- uh, National Geographic, National Enquirer or some yeah. shit. They sold, man, that's fucked up. I mean, but his lawyer then said, oh, he got taken out by Japanese uh, assassins because he was in the <laughs> that I did not Asian hear. world. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. Dave, so David Carradine gave his lawyer an envelope and said, if I ever die. <laughs> this is what happened. This is what you have to put out to the press. Put out this press release, word for word. Killed by Japanese assassins. And his lawyer's like, God damn it, David. Even though Bruce Lee's Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker. Uh, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, well, then, if he went out that way, good for him. I mean, I don't I don't understand you, you, that, but you, like... You don't you want know. to die with an orgasm? Isn't that the ultimate? Or, hopefully not or, alone. Orgasm and then DMT rush? Are you kidding me? Hopefully not alone. I ain't doing that in front of people. No, I'm not choking myself. I'm not into choking myself in general or anyone choking me. Yeah, but I'm, but that's what he liked, though. Who knows? Uh, who knows uh, what he liked? It might have just been a thing that he was trying out. What if <laughs> oh, it was that'd the be first bad. Time? Oh, no. That'd He's be in bad. a French suite. Damn it. And He's like, uh, Asia Argento told me about this. Yeah. Next time I'm alone by myself, I'm, I'm thinking of her. Because maybe she likes a choking or something. I don't know. Oh, the, the hands on the throat thing is very is a very visceral response. Listen, for me. you just got a hands on the side, never not on the front. Oh, anyone touching my, side of the my nose, mouth, or throat, mm-hmm. and they're going to get punched so uh, so uh, <laughs> wa- waterboarding an effective technique to get information out of you probably you want to hear a fucked up story real quick you want to see a dead body <laughs> let's do this let's, let's end the episode on a fucked up story okay so um i was in jail um uh, okay i need a when and a where this was many years ago okay fair uh, enough in johnny polk at seminole county jail okay okay um it, i was I, my only charge ever uh, is essentially vandalism. It was criminal mischief. Okay, that's not. Uh, yeah, no, whatever. What are you one of the Joker's henchmen? What's going on here? <laughs> so, um, but but I kept having to go back to jail for violating probation. Oh, that that's a problem. But now. I never and I never reoffended. It was always shit like, oh, you didn't fill out your paperwork right, or you didn't pay this money. Well, the or dumb bullshit they do to keep over you and in over. The Once you get your yeah. pinky in the fucking machine, it's just whatever. Yeah. So. Um, this was actually the last time I was ever in jail. Okay. Um, and I was actually serving out the remainder of my sentence instead of probation just to get it over with. Sure. They didn't give me an option, but it seemed, it turned out to be a good thing. Sure. Um, and I was, uh, I was a trustee, which means, you know, you get your, you have much more privileges or yeah. whatever. They leave you do whatever you want. Yeah. I've seen a and, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> so you were, you were the red of the bunch. What can I get you? No, fellas? no, no. What I was, I was, I low profile. I read a lot, but, uh, nice. you know, I had friends. You know, mm-hmm. friendly people in jails, and mm-hmm. we're hanging out. And we're talking about the MythBusters episode of torture, waterboarding, all the Chinese water torture, and all that shit. Yeah, we recreated in jail in front of the guards and everything. We recreated <laughs> waterboarding, Chinese water torture, all this stuff to see how people could deal with it. Yeah, and having been waterboarded. That shit is fucking horrible. You were waterboarded by not. I guess you have to be a trained professional waterboard someone. It's just putting a cloth on your face yeah. and pouring water on it, right? Yeah. So you feel like you you're want just enough so that you can get you're a little bit of air, air. Yeah. but you can't catch your breath and your lungs are burning. And it's this horrible thing. It sounds terrible. Um, Chinese water torture. If you can meditate through it, is actually doable. It's just a drop, dropping it on your head, but right? it's so annoying. Like yeah. it's so. I mean, I, I guess if they I let, did it. If that if that happened long enough, well, that would drop a water like burrow a hole through your head. No, it'll irritate your skin pretty bad. 
Um, I did it for like 15 minutes yeah. and it felt like hours. It was really bad. No shit. The, the waterboarding thing, I think I lasted like 45 seconds. <laughs> really? Uh, it's real bad. That yeah. probably, that might be a long time actually. I don't know. 45 seconds sounds like a long time But here's like the, you're drowning. Here's the thing though, is that I knew I was in a safe, I mean, saying it's jail. Yeah. I was in a safe environment and we were doing science. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, I wasn't yeah. in, in any goofing. trouble. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays I'd just be a TikTok. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. if, uh, if you, um. You know, if you were in a situation where the people were trying to extract information yeah. out of you, and they uh, and they, they, and they push the you even further, yeah, that yeah, could be I, feel no, way I'm more just dangerous. Give you whatever information. I understand. You want to, I understand. Um, I did hear, and this is like another fucked up thing. Is like, uh, one of the um, ooh fucked up bonus story. One of my friends who was uh, part of a convoy of advanced interrogation specialists. Okay. He he was a guard for this group. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that they would come, and this is like a whole thing. They they didn't have any information on these guys, right? Mm-hmm. And this is in this is in the Iraq War. He came the guy. You'd have guards on either side of this uh, person that's being interrogated. Mm-hmm. The guy that's supposed to interrogate him wouldn't come. Would come in and not say anything and just fucking kick him in the chest, kick the whole chair over, and just start screaming at him, attacking whatever mm-hmm. for like a, you know thirty forty five seconds sure. a minute whatever. Then pick him up, pretend to calm down. Try to regain, you know, it's it's a whole act, right? Mm-hmm. Regain this and that, mm-hmm. um, and and then if they didn't, and usually people would fold because you know what I mean, like after the initial yeah, just violent attack act so would, hard, like this sure. is gonna get really bad really quick. Yeah. But so if they didn't, you know what I mean, you you start with with all the you know the the arm stretching and this and that, the really uncomfortable shit that's not gonna kill you or mm-hmm. even like maybe, but you you're it'll hurt really bad. Um, but then, so the, one of the things that I thought was really, really weird is that they always talk about waterboarding. But in fact, apparently, it's a thing over there. When they waterboard people, they use Coca-Cola. The carbonation. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's thick and gross and bubbly. <laughs> yeah, oh, I haven't tried it. But that sounds horrible. I mean, it's, it's probably worse. That sounds horrible, dude. Yeah. You have no idea that I, I listen to so many of those stories from that guy, and so many of those stories end with... Oh, we got the wrong guy, and then we just like. But instead of apologizing and saying oh, sorry, we and it's it was more like, oh, you need to fucking just keep your nose clean. Don't ever fucking come around here again. Yeah. Well, then don't fuck up because yeah. this will happen to you again. It'll if you be fuck up. way worse. That's uh, and was that uh, officially on behalf of of the government or was that as a third? Party it wasn't Blackwater security. No, it wasn't Blackwater. But was it a third party security firm no. or or was it uh, official government shit? I don't know if anything was official. It was on behalf of the government. Uh, Okay, now we get some murky waters here. We may want to back away. I'm, from I'm firmly about. in the camp of I don't understand what it feels like to be in war. Oh, I thought you were going to say so, you're firmly in the camp of rendition. Pro, <laughs> are they in the pro rendition camp? Yeah, I mean, I but I, I don't know what it's like to be in war. Mm-hmm. And I've been gently shot at. I've been stabbed. Mm-hmm. Been kidnapped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, jumped a bunch of times. It's not called gently shot at. You were softly shot at. Huh. All right, dude. I didn't get hit. You're it like wasn't kill, anywhere near me. Someone tried to kill you softly. No. Right. Killing me soft. <laughs> uh, no, but like you know, gunfire in my general direction. Sure, sure. Not okay. not too dangerous. Okay. Um, but the uh, the I don't know what it's like for that to go on constantly because even just the prospect of seeing a gun that you didn't expect to see is fucking yeah. jarring. Yeah, it absolutely. Is. Uh, That's true. And so if you're strapped up and you're constantly told that you're in an enemy combatant's territory and there's IEDs everywhere and it's mm. hot as fuck and you haven't showered in this long. And a child's running up to hug you and yeah. then they have a bomb on them. 
and you're stressed out and mm-hmm. no sleep sure. and whatever, I can't possibly um, put myself in that situation to say what I would or wouldn't do. Yeah. And as a, as a person that's been pushed uh, pretty far uh, and, and still came out, uh, I feel like, morally on the right-hand side of it, I would love to say that I wouldn't accidentally shoot kids or do anything. I'm, but I would never, I would never go to an infantry person and fucking yell at them about what they did. Sure. You know, Vietnam and, and all that other stuff. Like I can't say because like I yelling like baby closed. killer. Yeah, that type fucking, of shit. I don't know. I don't understand that what happened back then, especially cause it was a draft. It wasn't even a fucking yeah, volunteer war and people like protesting the actual soldiers. That's definitely protest the war. But I mean, those guys, most of them even want to be there and all their friends died and they're lucky to be back. And then you're going to spit on them, call them baby killers. And then you don't take care of them. And then you don't take care of them and put them in a shitty VA system, and then they're like Agent Orange, all fucked up for decades. I mean, that shit sucks. I, I know people that that came back from uh, Iraq and Afghanistan mm. like permanently fucked up, sure. and they lost everything. Yeah, um, and then the system—they're just not—it's not holding them up or falling n- through the cracks. Well, like their their like their wife leaves them, and then that means they don't have their kids, and so oh, they're even in a worse emotional position. Yeah, and like, sure. Um, I don't know when we get, how we got on this fucking subject. Because we're talking about yeah. the benefits of rendition and how we have to stop the terrorists to bring our boys home. Have you ever seen I, Unthinkable? A You're a movie guy. Unthinkable. Samuel Jackson plays a man called Harry Her- or Henry Harold Humphreys. I don't think... Advanced interrogation expert. I don't think I've seen that one. No, I've not seen Unthinkable. You should. Everybody at home, look up Unthinkable. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it was never released in theaters. Okay. Um, so they call it that was so horrific. Was that why? Yeah. Um, so and not because it's bad. It's a good movie. It's okay. a really good movie. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Samuel Jackson plays an advanced interrogation expert that has to get uh, locations of a bomb mm-hmm. uh, from a guy that turned himself in. Specifically to, he's a, a white Muslim. Okay. Turned himself in specifically to draw attention, and he's got all these demands. I'll give you the thing if you do this. Mm-hmm. And instead, they're just torturing the shit out of him um, to find out where the, the bombs are. Yeah. And stuff. Okay. And it is intense and beautiful and amazing. And it's Samuel Jackson. So I, I mean, love Samuel, I love Samuel Jackson. Yeah, it's fantastic. He can do no snakes on a plane. Um, <laughs> I I saw that in the goddamn theater for him. So yeah, yeah, it worked. But yeah, those marketing geniuses it worked. So to recap, mm-hmm. uh, soft music. What if you were then in Iraq? Put yourself in 2003 in Iraq, and you're in a tank, and you're mowing down children. Back in uh, black is on. I was gonna I'll ask, like, what's the music? Cause that you know well, your gunner, Iron, Iron your gunner Man. wants to play. Let the bodies hit the floor, and you have to veto that and say, no, we are playing this. What are you playing? I mean, as a student of film, you have to go with the classic rock. Do you have to go yeah. classic? You got to go with the uh, immigrant song. No, I mean like uh, you know, uh, war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, or um, so you want to go with the irony of why you mold down people. American Sun. Yeah, yeah, some CCR. Any, sure. any, yeah, yeah. Cre- any credence really. I ain't no senator, son. Yeah, uh, God, there's you can update of, it a little bit with Bruce Springsteen with the born. What's the one that uh, Republicans like to play unironically at their uh... born free? Born to born to run. Born to run. No. Born in the USA. Oh. Yeah, that song is all about uh, being a blue collar. Uh, Isn't yeah, all having life all, shit on you? But, all Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, but it's like, like it's like America. America's racist and it sucks. And I'm born in the USA. And then Republicans are like, yeah, this is my song because they don't actually listen to things. I don't know that America's racist. 
It's a sticky subject. I mean, it was built on a Indian burial ground. Yeah, but so was everything. So, uh, yeah, well, there you go. Now you solved the world's problems. <laughs> I mean, okay, so the, I have a, I, I don't know how much of a unique perspective this is, but I have a pretty unique perspective in that. All right, wrapping up the episode with this unique perspective. Here we so, go. So, uh, my family uh, left, uh, you know, the whole Nazi thing before it okay. really popped off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And made it to America mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, as far as I know, we didn't lose anybody. Okay. I'm sure somebody in maybe extended, family, yeah, yeah sure, but, sure. Um, and so you you look as a surviving a generational survivor, however you put it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much bad shit, and being Jewish, there's so much bad shit out there that has been done in the name of right or in the name of like the betterment of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a certain point where you just kind of have to go. I mean, at least, and this is me only speaking for me. I'm not fucking. This the is Elliot's perspective. Um, having survived all the stuff that I survived and knowing what my family survived, mm-hmm. um, you kind of just have to dust yourself off and be like, all right, well, that happened. Sure. Uh, I still got you my still, stuff. still got to move on, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, the same thing with music. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you, you have these experiences and they're, they're, all your music is emotionally tied to some moment in time. That's true. That a lot of, of it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Weirdly, and, sometimes too, where you oh, listen to a song, you're like, "Why am I thinking about this one person?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I couldn't fucking listen to the Hamilton album for the longest time because <laughs> of some shit. Really? Oh yeah, it took like a year <laughs> just because of a, a specific memory tied to. Oh yeah, like the, what the first time you heard it? No, or the person who brought I, it to you? I introduced somebody to it, and okay. that person was a fucking. There, there yeah. you go. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like fuck. Yep. But then one day, Hamilton album came out. And, like, then, right. and you're like, Alexander Hamilton. And you're I like, I'm it. in. That whole album is amazing. I'm in, baby. We didn't cover. Do you do musicals? Uh, not really. I'm not a big musical fan. I did watch Hamilton, though, when they put it on Disney+. And I was like, yeah, all right, this is cool. I can see. I, I, I completely understand why it's so popular. And especially in a theater, how it could be like, whoa, some of this stuff is really I cool. I feel the opposite. The album is better. Because your your That's imagination. Fair. That's fair. I don't. I, yeah, I don't think I listen to any. Uh, Just think of it as a concept albums. album. Yeah, sure. You like, never listen to like Avenue Q all the way through, Book of Mormon. No, 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 no. Because no. I got a thing where like I want to. If you present that option to me, I feel like I want to see the play first. I want to see. I want to hear the songs in context of the play before I listen to the album. And then, because I know people who do that, who uh, a play comes out, it's popular. People listen to the music and then they eventually go to see what's that one with that kid? Nice to meet you, Norman Lear. Who's that one? There's uh, Steve Hansen or some shit uh, like that. Uh, people love doing that shit. And for me, I, I guess maybe just because I'm visually stimulated in many ways. So I'm not. I can, I can literally listen to a, a movie, just like have it. Well, I mean, if I've seen the movie, I can do No, that. I'll just do it. Yeah, if I haven't seen the movie, though, I can't. Uh, I, can do I need it. to be able... I need the images in my head already to be able to then place them. Uh, you know what I mean? I just like the, the soundscape of it. Sounds sounds are fine. Yeah. Sounds are cool. Do you ever listen to, like, 10-hour YouTube uh, clips that are just, like, uh, 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 evening in a coffee shop? No. And just the sounds of, like... Uh, it's like the beginning of that Giorgio Mordor Toft Punk song where yeah. it's the fake restaurant. I want to eat in that fake restaurant. Do you want to build it and then eat in it? I just want, yeah. But then we have to play that audio of, of just like a bunch of people talking and eating the sounds of uh, clinking uh, silverware and stuff. What's that one video they put out? Daft Punk? That, uh, Which one? The one where it's like completely silent 
It's not completely silent, but there's no music, and they're like they're driving along in the desert. Is that the is that the one they just put out where they blow up? No, no, no. that's the that's the continuation of that thing. It's like a 15 minute long video. I don't know. And they're driving along mm-hmm. in the desert, and then they get out of the car, and they're walking and shit. I can't even remember how it ends, but like, yeah, I'm not sure. I know they put out a they did a movie that I have yet to see, like concept like musical. You'd probably like that. I mean, do you like Daft Punk? Love Daft Punk. I have a Technologic tattooed on my wrist. Oh, do you really? Yeah. I've never even noticed. Where? Where is it? Oh, I see it's it. Techno. Technologic. Yeah, you have to look at it this way, but yeah. Very cool. Uh, Random Access Memories is like maybe for a few years now, maybe my favorite album. Homework, I think, for me. That's a, that's a goddamn good one, too. I mean, just favorite. I'm talking just favorite album. Oh, period? Yeah. No, no Daft not, Punk doesn't make it on there. No, Random Access Memories. I can listen to that. Right. No, no skipping. Front to back track one to track 10 or whatever straight through when it's done loop that shit baby let's play it again i'm more of a listen to one song on repeat kind of guy like i'll do like a few hours i do that when it's a a new song that i'm just into no, i, just I, I into definitely it. find myself re- oh let me hear that again i listen you know uh sammy hagar's uh, heavy metal i do not call it heavy metal <laughs> it's a it's a the theme song to heavy metal is, fuck- is it really yeah. it's, he's the one who did that song yeah okay um but uh, didn't rise with Sammy Hagar. Yeah, but it's it's fucking uh, or is it David Lee Roth? It's one of those two guys. Fucking do not mix up Sammy Hagar with David Lee. I want to say it's Hagar. How dare you mix up jazz hands with hair with hair and tequila? Just a gigolo. <laughs> um, Roth is crazy. But yeah, whatever. So uh, I listened to um, to heavy metal on repeat at the shop one time for so long for I think three days in a row. <laughs> Uh, that's torture for your, your well yeah the dishwasher yeah. fucking was losing his goddamn mind oh and it was God. like the first day one of our cooks was on staff yeah he's still with us and like this person's insane i'm working yeah. with an insane person this is how we do it yeah that that f- for yourself that's fine if you listen to that song for three days but that the fear co-workers not even your co-workers your employees right they ain't gonna be hey boss you mind us? mr bungle <laughs> stub-a-dub for weeks. Nah, you gotta do squeeze me macaroni over and over in in That's a, a food in a food establishment. It's not about food. Well, you do egg as well. Egg. Yeah. Okay. There you yeah. Go. yeah. He's got a couple of food related food food adjacents. None of those softer side. We always go. Uh, do you listen to the new Bungle song? Uh, it came out last year, right? No, it came out like last week. Oh, there's a new new one. Just one song. Yeah. All right. It's no, not they, great. I know they put out a single last year. That's a uh, very metal, the more more metal and straightforward. It's like punk than, thrashy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm even more less punk and more just like, because I'm expecting. I'm waiting. Where are the horns? Where's the funk? Where's the fun? Yeah. Where's the circus music? If I want to listen to Faith No More, I listen to Faith No More. Fair. I mean, did you ever listen to uh, Mondo Kane, Mr. Bungle, or, or um, uh, Mike Patton's uh, Italian Operetta? No. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, check out Mondo Kane. If if anything comes out of this whole episode, check out Mondo Kane. All right, there we go. Check out Mike Patton's opera. Yeah, operetta. I think that's fair. Uh, Let's wrap this up. Okay, Uh, we're done. Plug some stuff. Uh, Offcuts podcast. You're listening to it now. Listen to Cinema Crespediso. I own Orlando Meats, a recess pizza. Uh, What else are we doing? Cool stuff. Um, Look at us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Touch our things. Mm -hmm. Buy our food. Listen to our voices. There you go. I think that's it. And then uh, pftmedia.com for overall stuff. ChrisCrespo.com for just my stuff. Patreon.com slash Crespo to give me money. Yeah. Give me money. I need monies. Um, okay. Well, that's it. All right. All right. Good times. Good times. Softer music. Excellent. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you, Elliot. Thank you, listeners. You guys are awesome. And we'll be back. Maybe. Again. Possibly. We'll see. Bye-bye. PFT Media Production.